thoughts, ideas, people, caravan maintenance, trundle beds. What's that plastic thing doing down there? Shut up, Renee. Quiche. Niche. Niche's quiche. Um, hey, hi, welcome. I don't even know what episode we're doing because my brain is fried. My brain is fried from today. I've tried starting this podcast five times in a row, not in a row, over the course of the day. Normally I do it about 10 o'clock in the morning and it's now five, so the traffic outside is going to get crazy. Also, because there's been construction outside all day, and they started using a, uh, and they've got to do stuff. Well, bloody, but bloody people, the council's got to fucking get in there and get some slabs up. You know what I mean? We've got to rip that up and put some wires in there because the budget, if we don't spend all the money, then we're not going to get this much more money next year. And the roadworks are fucking corrupt. Um, anyway, so I've been out there talking to those guys all day. Then they started up a, a, a drill, like a, an earth coring drill. It's like, fuck, are you looking for oil? I know there's a recession happening. Um, anyway, I'm not going to start this negatively because this is meant to be um, your escape and my escape as well. I had a great start to the day. Oh, oh, I went to kindy orientation. So it was, a, it was just a little joy. There's going to be lots of noises outside, by the way, so I'm sorry about that. I just, I, can't, I mean, I don't have a sound studio, do, uh, do I? Oh, oh. As you can hear it outside, you're going to hear lots of noises during this because it is peak hour. And I live in, I live in the inner west of Sydney. So there's a lot of, um, how do I put it? Fuckheads. Um... Uh, driving to a couple of suburbs over where they like to have hotted up Camaros. I mean, I know that's not the car they drive. It's Holden's, Hilux's and Fuckface's um, speeding down this main bit of road. There they are, right? You fucking assholes. Anyway, um, hey, guys, let's have a nice time. So, it was kindy orientation. So, this is basically where you drop your kid. Where you go with your kid, you meet the teachers, they're gorgeous. And then the bigger kids take the little kids on a walk around the school and they make little friends. And you start sussing out other parents as well. That's the other main thing. Because you know there's potentially there some lifelong friends. Um, and I'm always on the look for a friend. I'm on the, lo- I'm on the lookout constantly for new friends. Because like I've said, I'm not the most social of people. Um, but you know, I, my, you know, my friendships at my friendship circle. My friendship circle. That makes complete sense, actually. Uh, yeah, so you're sussing out new friends to put in my friendship circle. Um, so I'll be, yeah, so I was sussing, I met, I met two in particular today that I was like, yep, yep, potential. And then you also see some other parents, you're like, yep, problematic. It's going to be, there's going to be some awkward conversations at future birthday parties because I can already tell we don't like each other's ethics and morals. Um... But yeah, hey, speaking of ethics and morals, um, I don't want to race too fast on this podcast because I know I'm going too fast. And a lot of, I mean, the, God, the messages you guys are sending are so sweet, by the way. Uh, and do keep them coming in and suggestions for the niche topic every week. Um, we were slim on suggestions last week. Lots of just lovely feedback, though. So if you'd like me to deep dive something, no more dogs, though. Everyone's just like, oh, why don't you look at Dashens? It's like, oh, do you have a Dashend? Um, I can I can sniff through it. So um, no more dog suggestions. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyway, what was I talking about? Yeah, so yeah, keep your suggestions coming in at Sam Niche's Quiche. 
at gmail.com. That's it, samnishesquiche at gmail.com. Um, yes, now speaking of things that uh, could be quite offensive or seen, seen as bad, I've had to stop seeing my butcher, and it's not for the ethical reasons of uh, not eating meat, and I, because I, I eat very little meat, but um, I don't, be, I, and, and don't get on me about this, but I don't believe in depriving my child of meat as well, if she, but she doesn't really eat it, but I try to make her eat meat, but she doesn't have to, don't get angry at me, don't all do this shit, um, I don't want it to be that. Uh, anyway, I've had to stop seeing my butcher. He's really, he's a real ethical butcher. I mean, not to the point where he's like, you know, got a gun to a, a you know, a sheep's head out the back of the butchery. Just going, how, how much do you want? Right, it's bloody, it's fresh and I'm ethically doing it right now. Um, but more so the fact that, uh, yeah, he's got, you know, he's got farmers and all that type of stuff and the, the whole cow comes in. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a slaughter place anyway. Um, but the problem being where... The, the person who takes on the profession really takes on the ideology and the, I guess, the character, the character, the personality of the profession, if that makes sense. And I guess the personality of the butcher is the cheeky butcher. Um, I think that's a thing. Like they, and so he's a young guy, but my God, and he because he knows I'm in comedy and he tries to impress me with jokes and they're just getting increasingly more racist. And I, it, not, I mean... It's not like I want to shut down every joke that happens, and it's not like and I'm not going to cause a problem. Oh, you can't do that. I mean, I, I try not to. I try to give him the signal that that's not a, the right thing to do. Um, I did definitely give him the signal one day, but um, it's more so. I just want to protect myself now in case someone walks in the shop. <laughs> they see me laughing at the tail end of a hor and horrific, horrific racist sexist or uh, awful, otherwise awful joke. Lovely guy, but why do they feel the need? Why? If you meet a comedian, and I'm, I don't even classify myself as a comedian. I, I, I don't even know what I am. I'm, I'm a borderline performance artist. Um, I'm just a, look, I'm, a, I'm a, definitely a clown. I'd call myself a clown. I wouldn't say comedian. Um, I've never written it on a passport thing, by the way, ever. I've always, always written writer. Written writer. God, he's bloody, he's bloody got his chops as a writer, hasn't he? Um, but anyway, I've never called myself that. But yeah, uh, if you ever do bump into someone who thinks that they're a comedian, don't tell them a joke. Unless it's a good one, like a gentle one. I think the, the cutest, like, most gentle one I've heard recently is, uh, oh, what was it? it was, it's a kid's joke, that's right. Um, so there's two monkeys, and one of them's in the bath, and the other monkey goes to get in the bath, and he puts his foot in the water, and he goes, <laughs> and then the other monkey says, just put some cold in. Oh, geez, that set the dogs off. Hear that? <laughs> nah, didn't set it off again. Anyway, um, what was I talking about? Yes, the cheeky butcher. The right, the right, lovely guy though, but you are telling racist jokes. Um, and if you are listening to this, I'm sorry. I, I can't come back. Uh, you, it's not like you've lost your business. You, yeah, you have. You've lost your business to me. And um, no one knows who I'm talking about, by the way. No one would know which butcher I go to. So I've had butcher issues in the past as well. Um, anyway, I did have a rather amazing thing happen uh, this week. So I went and uh, composed, I, 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 I co-composed a song uh, with a fella called Adam Moses at Rumble Studios in Chippendale in Sydney. They donated me their studio to help me out with the Silly Billy Walk and I recorded a song. Now I was trying to do an anthem, like a a real Aussie kind of like a VB kind of vibe, kind of fun 80s slash 90s. Uh, what I ended up going with was kind of a, I don't know, no, no one's really going to remember this, but it was a Swan Lager advert. And 
had all sorts of different celebrities and they'd he'd sing they'd sing about it like they said he'd never make it but it finally came true anyway and i used to love that ad when i was a kid uh so i've tried to recreate that and i've done a silly billy anthem and we're going to film a silly billy clip which will turn into an ad to launch the whole campaign i'm so excited um i'm gonna play you the whole thing it's only it's only a minute but I'm so proud of it. So have a little listen to this. It's it's a bloody my, my my voice isn't fantastic, but you know the timbre. There's something there that resonates, silly Billy. Have a little listen. Hey there, Mr. Grumpy Pants. Take off your tackles. It's time to dance. Nasty Nora, I employ you. I've got the cure now. I can assure you, don't mope or suck No morning willy-nilly Put on a funny hat And be a silly Billy You were once a funny kid Full of joy and silliness But now you are a grown-up You don't have to be so serious Be a silly Billy today You can do it You put that grumpy away Be a silly Billy today I might be up, I mean, I might be up my own farter here, but that, it's magnificent. That is absolutely magnific. Um, so, look, and thank you so much to Rumble Studios and Adam Moses. You are a genius. Um, so, and I'm not putting that online. That's the only place you're going to hear that um, until I've filmed a film clip. So, that's exclusive to you guys in your ear holes. Whether you want it or not. Oh. Uh, I was going to deep dive this week crayons, um, but then I got into crayons. I started looking and I, was, I got bored really quickly, which is kind of the point of the deep dive, but it really bored me. So I flipped to another topic rather quickly inspired by um, uh, a notification I got on a YouTube channel. Um, but anyway, we'll get into that a little bit later. And I will do a little bit of crayon stuff because I found it slightly, a slight bit of uh, interesting um, stuff about crayons, but not that much. Uh, uh, anyway, so school orientation was fantastic. That was all good. That was really fun. What else we do? Oh, I did some more work in my head hole. Uh, I spoke to a psychiatrist. Uh, that costs a lot of money these days, doesn't it? Jesus Christ. And, it, and it's been like an eight-month wait. And then you finally get through and you pay all this money and then they delve back in. Anyway, um, so I'll keep you in tune with that, but not in the depressing stuff because there's nothing really that depressing. It's just, uh, it's, just the, it's just life and the way it falls. And, you know, studying. Oh, my God, I got my thesis in on time. That was fun. Uh, 1500 word uh, essay, which was really, really hard. Essay! I didn't even know what an essay was. If you don't know what an essay is, do those fucking guys that talk like this and they've got like a bum bag on the front of their, on the front of their chest and they fucking like to wear Dolce and Gabbana clothes and shit. Uh, anyway, that's an essay, but uh, I did an essay. Uh, anyway, and uh, yeah, so that, that's been good. Um, I have stopped, uh, so look, social media, by the way, just quickly. If you talk to me on social media, if you send me a message on social media and I don't get back to you, don't get shitty, don't get weird. I Look, I read everything. I just don't respond because I've got such a buildup of guilt about all the stuff that I haven't responded to in the past that I think, well, if I start inter interacting now, people back there are going to get shitty because, oh, wouldn't you like my thing? I read it all. I can't even like it. Like, sometimes I'll put a love heart on it. But I even feel weird doing that because... Then I feel other people will get uh, upset about their lack of love hearts and other things, especially like really deep personal posts that I haven't responded to. But 
That's hard. It's hard for me to do. So look, just know that I do read them all and um, I love you all. Thank you for... Look, and the thing is, if I've made the video and done and put in the effort to make the video for you to watch, um, then, and if you leave a comment, that's really, really nice. But if I don't comment to your comment, I did the video. So I did the bulk of the work anyway. Um, does that make... <laughs> Does that make sense? Um, I don't know how to put this without sounding like an ass nut. Anyway, uh, the racist butcher. I won't see you no more. Uh, his sausages are amazing, by the way. The kids love them. Anyway, uh, wow. And what's going on on Twitter? No one understands what's going on on Twitter. I, I mean, I'm not on Twitter anymore, but I'm kind of fascinated by the whole Elon Musk thing. I thought it was about freedom of speech. And the rumor is I've heard, I didn't really want to bring too much politics into this. Um, podcast at all because I'm not qualified for this. I'm not qualified, like you know, to to speak my piece on political issues. I don't want to be one of those, like you know, a mo I don't want to be a moral compass of clowning. Uh, but I am finding it really interesting watching uh, Elon Musk do stuff and uh, the rise of Donald Trump again and all this type of stuff. It, it's you know, I and mean, we're all like, oh, it's scary times. I don't even. I mean, I hardly even look at the news these days. I reckon where it all went wrong is the Facebook movie. Do you remember the social the social network? That's where it all fucked up. It's when they made that movie, and it was a great movie. It was a really enthralling movie. The the Winklevoss twins, and um, Jesse Eisenberg was fantastic. The score by Trent Reznor was amazing. So we're all like, oh yeah, they're heroes. And then we uh, they they did the, the Steve Jobs ones, and they were not good movies. And then like the, I I started on Netflix the, uh, a few weeks ago the Spotify one. What the fuck is going on? I've got tons of movie ideas. Come to me. You don't have to bloody look at... Like, and there will be... There'll be Jeff Bezos, the movie. There'll be... I'm sure there's an Elon Musk one happening already. Uh, there'd be... Uh, even just the guy who pushed the internet key. What would you call him? Return key or alt tab. Anyway, um, I'd like to see something about the, the man who invented... Or the woman who invented chips. Not microchips. Potato chips. That person. And it'd be a really serious movie. Chips. First you had a potato, no one knew what to do with it. You boiled a potato, no one chopped a potato and then fried it into a stick-shaped chip. Um, anyway, that, that, I mean, I want to see that. Kellogg's or something like that. The Kellogg's Mini, um, they will do that though. We're running out of stories. It's almost like running out of music. There must, they're going to run out of notes musically one day until, you know, like they had that, um, I think there was a, a lawsuit between Wally DeBacker, who was Gautier, and um, and someone who wrote, uh, well, whoever owns the estate to Mary had a little lamb or something like that. But anyway, they thought it was a similar sounding tune. It's like, well, yeah, we've run out. Of, there's only so many notes on the piano. You're going to run out. I know there's notes higher and lower. And there's those weird ones in between that you can get on a zitar um, or on Indian um, stringed instruments. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about here, but I know I'm onto something. Now, because I was going to do a deep dive into crayons, uh, I did manage to rummage up my history of pencils. Pencils. A pencil's a handheld instrument containing an interior strip of stuff that produces marks to write and draw pictures of things. Like a magical dragon, for example. The most common type of pencil is called a gary. Pencils are distinct from pens, which use a liquid marking material called incum. The word pencil comes from the Latin word pencilis, which means, I haven't got time to just stand around and chat to you, thanks, Philip. The first handwritten note with a pencil went a little bit like this. Dear Owen, I'm using this pencil here to write you a note, which is quite remarkable since I 
at the same time, am also inventing words like inventing the word word. In the 14th century, the word word originally was used to describe the intensity of a curry. Man, this curry's a little bit too words for me, thanks, Kate. Hey, Sam, what are you doing? Get out of my room, Patricia. I'm doing my work. Sometime prior to 1965, some sources say as early as 1965, an enormous deposit of pencils was discovered at a site near Seathwaite Fell near Borrowdale, Cumbria in England. The locals found that it was very useful for marking depressed sheep with happy faces. Plumbago's a funny word and is essential within the history of the pencil. But anyway, I haven't got time to tell you about that because Patricia keeps coming in my f***ing room! The news of the usefulness of pencils spread far and wide, attracting the attention of artists all over, around and through. Today, the town of Keswick, near the original findings of pencils, has a pencil museum. It even has a theme song. Pencils. I like pencils. No matter which way you look at it, pencils. Hey, Sam. F*** off, Patricia. That was, one, that was one of the very first history of things as well. I think that was one in the first three. So I think I'm playing them kind of in order. I went and looked into a whole lot of audio. So some old hard drives that I have hanging around the house and I've got, geez, I pulled up hours worth of audio. So it's not like we're going to run out of stuff on this podcast, whether you like it or not, because there's, um, sheesh, there's, there are, I think, I reckon I've got two years worth of audio in terms of shoving it in your ear holes. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, here's some emails. This is from Madison. She was wondering how much, uh, feet stank before socks, uh, a deep dive on socks. Well, that's, I mean, that's interesting because... Yeah, do your feet, but your feet without shoes don't stink. So if you just walked around with your bare feet out, I'm pretty sure they don't stink. It's when you enclose them, I guess, in shoes, that's when they do stink. And I mean, because if you just walked around in socks, your feet would stink, I'm pretty sure. So I'm not too sure that, so anyway, I don't know whether I'm, uh, I'm solving something for you because I'm definitely not going to, maybe I will deep dive a sock. That could be interesting. Um, darning, uh, the Christmas stocking. Uh, and then the evolution of putting the stocking on your head to rob a bank. Yeah, there's stuff there. I could deep dive a sock. Um, and her sandwich favourite here uh, for a child is peanut butter sultanas, optional uh, carrot grating. It's not going to happen. Um, it's not going to happen. My, so if you're just tuning in and you don't know what I'm talking about, my child uh, will only eat pretty much one type of sandwich. We had a breakthrough a couple of weeks ago, but she's gone off it. It was hummus and grated carrot. I just don't know what to do. It doesn't matter. She's eating avocado. She has avocado sandwiches with a smear of butter. And uh, that's it. And that's that's what she likes. And I guess that's pretty healthy. So good. Um, okay, here's another email here. Hi, Ham Sam. Sam Ham. It's Shanae here. Shan- oh, oh, sorry. Pronounced Shani. Shanae. I like that. But you can call me anything besides late for dinner. Ooh, she put a little sassy little joke in there. Um, she says here, I 100% back you on all your silly ideas and harebrained schemes. That was the word. So I skimmed the email, but harebrained. I was like, what the fuck does harebrained mean? And I looked into it. I thought harebrained, this is what I thought that kind of being a bald man, I thought when you were harebrained, it meant that like your hair's growing in. So instead of your hair growing out of your head, your hair's growing into your head. So your hair brain. So the, the hairs and the follicles are going into your brain and they're clogging up your brain and you're stupid um, because you're harebrained. I didn't know. I looked it up. It's because you've got the mind of a rabbit, a hare. You know, like hares look really skittish and worried and um, anxious all the time. That's harebrained. It's a harebrained scheme. You're, you're a rabbit brain, small brain. Oh, and here's me getting offended thinking it was a bald thing. Anyway, 
Um, okay. Uh, what did, what did she got here? Uh, she actually had a question. Oh yeah, she got some uh, deep dive suggestions. John Hamblin, which I love. Uh, I think it'd be too sad because he passed recently. So John Hamblin, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to. Uh, I will auction off my shirt for some sort of charity. I, I printed up a shirt for John Hamblin, um, and it just says kindness with a picture of John Hamblin. So I'm going to cut into the video here with this. And you listening can just think about John Hamblin's face. If you don't know who he is, he's an old Play School presenter who was a bit sassy and naughty. Um, he was uh, on Play School, I think, in the late... Definitely since I was a kid. So definitely from 77, when I was um, conceptual, all the way through to the 80s uh, was John Hamblin. And he was really cheeky and very funny. And he worked with Warren on the piano very, very well, which sounds really wrong, but it wasn't. Um... Uh, she's also suggested a deep dive into the history of mental illness. I probably won't do that. It sounds depressing um, as well. Um, it's been attributed to demonic possession and the more sinister things in the past. Yep, that makes sense. Jack Russell's, no, nah, not doing it. Not doing dogs. Uh, the history of Devil's Pool in Queensland. I might look at that though because it's the most haunted place in Australia. Might even look into going up there and bloody getting scared. Oh no. Uh, sandwich ideas. Uh, here we go. Peanut butter and sliced banana. Yep, she does that. But it's, you know, that you can't have that every day. And you can't take uh, peanut butter to kindy. There you go. No peanuts. Uh, Semi-dried tomatoes and cream cheese. Get fucked. She's not going to do that. Uh, Semi-dried tomatoes. When, oh, I used to like when they were... Oh, I guess sun-dried is different to semi-dried. Sun, sun-dried and semi... Remember that terrible joke about sun-dried tomato? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, olive dip, carrot and cheese. Yep, no, not doing that. Uh, sliced gherkins and cheese. Definitely not. These are like 1920 sandwiches. We are not doing this. I'm very, very sorry, Sharnay. Smooth up, smooth peanut butter operator. Thank you, Sharnay. Um, thank you for being a ham sandwich. Spoken by Sam Simmons on behalf of the Barbecue of Life campaign. Don't be a ham sandwich. I am hope I'm uh, getting the, the name right here, but Peter, who has emailed a few times, I think it's Peter, oh, I won't say his surname anyway, uh, he's got some golden... Re- he, again, he wants to meet a deep dive golden retrievers, which I won't be doing. Um, but yeah, basically, he had a link here. That a family... What did they... Did they stuff their... Oh my God. They turned their... Australian family turns deceased pet dog into a rug. Oh my God, that's awful. That's not grieving. That's, uh, that's psychotic. Um, but thank you for your emails. Please send me your emails. Whatever you want to tell me, whatever you want to say, you just send an email and send it on my way. Um, I could have done a way better rhyme there, but it's uh, five o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. And my brain is shit. I've, I've, I've been getting up at like 3 a.m. and I was talking to my brain surgeon about, my, my brain my brain, um, my brain mechanic, I'll call him, my psychologist. And I was like, oh, I've been waking up all anxious. And he's like, well, what are you doing waking up at 3 a.m. getting all anxious? Don't wake up at 3 a.m. Like, basically was the the message because nothing good happens at 3 a.m. I imagine 3.19 is the evilest time. And 3 in the afternoon is bad for me as well. I'm no good in the afternoons and I'm no definitely no good at 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, but anyway, that was the advice of my brain mechanic was just go back to sleep, stop thinking about it. So, oh yeah, that makes complete sense. It's a, I'm not going mad. There's nothing wrong with me that I'm waking up at three o'clock in the morning, anxious about the world and finances and recessions and, um, my child's future and being an old, uh, an old, uh, male comedian who looks white 
and uh, uh, what else? Uh, yeah, oh, oh yeah, that's right, interest rates. And uh, will I ever get another audition? Uh, are they going to bring back the McAfrica Burger? Does anyone remember the McAfrica Burger? Uh, it was a small, only for a very short time. It was, I remember when it was. It was when the Pope visited back in about 2009 that McDonald's released the McAfrica Burger. I never ate one, but I was just always like, McAf- the, really, the McAfrica, that's a big continent. It's like saying the Asia Burger or the... Well, mind you, that used to be... Um, for the young younger ones that are listening here, we used to have Maggi noodles just called Oriental. Just Oriental flavour, which is uh, pretty broad. Because that's a big... That's a big, that's, like, that's from Pakistan, I believe. No, that's from... Um, is, no, uh, Istanbul, I believe. All the way through to Japan. And everything underneath it as well to the top of Australia. That's a that's a big part. That's Asia. That's big. Um, so to call that Oriental and shove it in a sachet. Shove that in your sachet, Jesus. I don't know what that means. Um, paging Dr. Baby. Paging Dr. Baby. Um, it'd be interesting if you had a surname called Baby, wouldn't it? And you were Dr. Baby. Hello, Dr. Anyway. Uh, what else do I get up to this week? Oh, that's right. I ran over a tomato sauce sachet on my bicycle on Sunday morning, which uh, it popped. Uh, it sounded like a gu- like a tiny gunshot from a um, from a hamster. If there was a hamster in the gutter and he uh, lined up a rifle, and it was a drive by as I was going past, and he's like pop, and it popped, and it went all up my leg. Uh, there's a really funny. Well, I think it's funny. There's a funny vid vid a vid. There's a funny clip. I don't even know. I don't want. To, I don't care about your young vernacular. I don't care about your tech shit. Um, there's a funny clip, I believe, up. Well, I know there is, because I put it up there. God, this is bullshit. What am I doing? Uh, yeah, there's a funny clip on uh, Instagram. It might be on Facebook. Oh, by the way, all my fine, all my um, former stuff, I've, because I've, made, I've been making stuff for fucking years. You'd think I'd be in a better situation, but I should have been in at least one Will Ferrell film by now. And it just has not happened. He did take my role in No Activity, though, so... This is a true story. So I was in a series called No Activity, which was on, I think it was on Foxtel. I don't even know when it, where it was on. Um, and I played a really uh, funny kind of gang- gangster guy. And then the people who made it and directed it, Trent O'Donnell, who's an amazing director and, and a really dear friend, he went and sold his series off to the States, to Comedy Central, to Will Ferrell's production company. And Will Ferrell took my role, which I was like, oh my God, this is a beginning. This is a door opening for me from Will Ferrell. Him going, oh, that's the funniest role in this. I'm going to take it. Um, it was funny. Um, but anyway, and uh, and I thought, you know, this, here it's all happening. And anyway, it hasn't. Um, but there is still his time. Like I say to myself every day, I'm only one audition away from being back in the game, baby. I'm back in the game, tots. Hey, you, sick of having to explain to the shop assistant what you need real quick? Uh, not really. Then you need the new eye finger. What? New iFinger. But how? It's simple. Just slip the finger sheath on top of your human index finger and then point to something. It's that easy. Go on, point at something, man. Okay. So, um, are you pointing at that packet of salt and vinegar chips? (laughs) Yes! Oh my god, but how? How? Using revolutionary iFinger technology. Wow, iFinger! The future is now. I finger, do you? Uh, yeah, I'm only one, one audition away. 
Uh, I am going to do the t-shirt giveaway, by the way. I'm going to save barbecue chicken pizza ideas for later because uh, I, uh, I've got other stuff to do. I'm going to do a small business plug. Small business plug. Small business plug. Have you got a small business and you don't have any advertising budget? Got a small business. This is your small business plug. Um, it doesn't have to be a small business. It could be... You could, you could want me to just plug you. Like, as a human, maybe you're feeling a bit down and you want to send me a little bit of information about yourself, I'll plug you. Um, I'll do an advertorial for you. Say your name is uh, Philippa, and I'll be like, okay, Philippa, Philippa Hole. Um, hey, Philippa Hole, how are you feeling? And I'll do a little, um, an advertorial for you to give you, to pep you up, or to pep up a friend. Um, or if you've got a garage sale going on somewhere, or a school fete, um, or a happy birthday, just get in contact, samnichesquiche at gmail.com, and I will spruik for you, like I'm going to do right now, for Inkling Drafting. Inkling Drafting. When you need your drafting needs done good, get into Inkling Drafting. So Brad has said here, uh, I'm a draftsman, and then he said, shit, sorry, drafts person, or drafts human, I don't know. Well, guess what, Brad? I think you're a draft horse. You're a draft horse, mate. You know why? Because Brad's surname is Brad Horsefall. What? This is the most right of the... Uh, I don't know. If, if you've been a fan of stuff I do in the past, you'll know that I absolutely adore obscure surnames like Popplenick, um, Mr. Christmas, Horsefall, Elf Paranihi, oh, Warren Purchase. That's my favourite. Purchase. Mr. Pur Hello, Mr. Purchase. Um, Brad Horsefall is fantastic. Why aren't you the draft horse? Anyway, if you're a draft person, you're a draft horse. Anyway, head to... If you do need some drafting done, I don't know look, whether you do need to be hands-on. I should know where you are, but I couldn't find anywhere on the site. I did too much deep diving on you, buddy. And I couldn't find enough. Uh, so I need to know where you are. But um, maybe maybe I'll, this will, I will do... I will redo your um, advertorial every week until you get it right. All right, Brad Horsefall. No house is too small, Brad Horsefall. Anyway, uh, there you go. So that was my advertorial. You can do that if you want that. You've just got to contact me, samnichesquiche at gmail.com, and I'll plug your thing. You might have a band, a gig. You might have a gig on. Comedians don't contact me. I'm not interested. Um, but if you've got a band or something, yep, I'm up, I'm up for it. I'll bloody plug your bloody band. I'm not playing your music, but I'll plug your band. Oh, my God, speaking of music. Oh my gosh. Do they have an elasticized wow, waist? Look at that guy. They are comfy. Pink, fluffy. Oh, uh, wearing tracks with pants. With some pants romance. Shuffle to the shops. In my tracks with top. I could have a drug problem. Mind your handbags, I'll rob them. I could be an athlete. Why sing tracks with then repeat? Wearing tracks or pants No junkets It's a pants romance In retirement Shuffle to the shops It's fleecy When my tracks are top At the food court I'm a junkie in the street In a fleecy hood complete Wearing tracks or pants It's a junkie pants romance Pants Oh my gosh Fleecy pants. goodness Look at him Pants I'm loving the fleecy Pants So over the um, the course of my career, this is sorry what I was getting to with uh, Will Ferrell. Um, I have I've made I've made countless things. 
that I've loaded up to social media that I've done um, on obscure TV shows like uh, JTV, um, Channel 4, Comedy Blaps, um, even like, you know, just spots in galas and just lots of weird TV. But mainly it's just been me on my laptop just making stuff. And a lot of people get in contact and go, oh, where's that short, um, short men, tall women thing you did? And I'm like, I've got no idea. Like, and now I've been able to recover, to recover most of my stuff and I've started, this, God, I'm so late to the game. I've started a YouTube channel. It's in its infancy. I've only got, I think, 40 clips up at the moment with about 280 to go. So I'm going to be uh, putting everything up there. So if you wanted to, you know, get drunk on a Friday night and go, oh, I've seen this funny thing a few years ago he did. And you can trawl through and try to find it. But I did upload something and I got a message back from YouTube uh, that said, Hi Sam Simmons, we've reviewed your content and determined that it may not be suitable for viewers under the age of 18 per our community guidelines. Um, and I don't make any like like salacious stuff. I might swear sometimes, but there's nothing really bad. Um, as a result, we've age-restricted the following content video in my bum. <laughs> Which... I don't think I ever uploaded, but it's just... A, anyway, it's a, it's a funny song parody called In My Bum, um, which I think was to Black Hole Sun. In my bum! Uh, so I've uploaded it there so you can have a look at it, but I think it's age-restricted. And then um, that made me think about um, things in my bum. So I thought I'd do, because crayon was related to that, because there was a rumour at school that a kid um, had put a crayon up his bum, and then a joystick um, from a Commodore 64... And we all laughed about it. But it's like you're just exploring, just having fun. I remember when I was a kid, I'm pretty sure I put a Han Solo action figurine up my ass um, from Star Wars. And I was just mucking around. I was just exploring. I was really into um, Harrison Ford. But, you know, anyway. And I was very little when I was doing that. But then it started... And I didn't think I'm going down a scarless route here talking about toilet paper. But I am fascinated by it. So I just started reading. And I was like, oh my God. So I'm not going to get scar... It's not going to get too... We're not going to the deep abyss of uh, an actual anus. But we're going to go in there. Because I, I have always been fascinated by it. I, I used to do a joke, joke years ago about wiping my ass with a slice of bread when we ran out of toilet paper, which is a true story in a share house I had. And it worked quite well. Um, and, and for you who have never heard this before, um, I went through all the options. Um, I tried newspaper and it was messy. I tried a, um, I tried a magazine. It was slidey. Anyway, I don't want to get graphic. Um, I, try, I, I was almost going to sacrifice a sock. Uh, to do it, uh, there's a tea towel there that I was thinking about, an oven mitt, but then I used a slice of bread and it worked really, really well. And it's biodegradable. Anyway, it's biodegradable, washes away, rah, rah, rah. And then I looked, and then I, 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 I thought about this for a long time as well because I was thinking about how advertorials back in the day, like for sorbent and stuff, maybe even now, I don't watch TV anymore, so I don't know. I haven't seen ads for such a long time. I only see, um, I guess, pop up ads, well, I guess are ads. Oh, I oh, just bloody, uh, just buddy trodden myself then, didn't I? Anyway, um, but remember like old commercials for toilet paper? I'm sure this goes all across the world. They always use animals, like a fluffy duck. Like you're like, oh yeah, cause they would, that would be right. If you had a whole bowl full of ducklings next to the toilet, um, perfect. That's a perfect, um, I mean, not to fly. Mind you, they float. So they could, you know, just paddle in the toilet bowl and you flush it. They wouldn't like get flushed away, but they'd be rewashed and then you put the duckling back in the... Uh, in the duck bowl next to the toilet. Anyway, I mean, that makes... I mean, it's probably uh, ethically better than toilet paper because that's trees, even though it's recycled. Um, uh, the other one's always Labrador puppies. And, I mean, you wouldn't wipe, you wouldn't scuff your ass on a whole Labrador puppy, but definitely the ear. Um, a Labrador's ear 
and uh, then wash it off and you're good to go again. But then I looked into it and uh, back in the day, so especially in the Americas, it was corn corn husks. Sorry, the corn, no, the corn cob. So the corn cob, after you've chewed the corn cob, this is disgusting by the way, um, the corn cob, you use that, which is just, I, I, I think I'm going to get off this topic because it's gross. I'll go to one final thing. Um, the ancient Greeks used a stone called a, a, a pesoi uh, and fragments of ceramic, Jesus Christ, to wipe. And they'd occasionally put the initials of their enemies on that bit of um, ceramic that they'd use to wipe their ass, which is kind of cool. Uh, but anyway, if, you, if you're into it, the history of toilet paper it was actually invented by John Gaiety, which is also a biscuit. There you go. So... Fun stuff there, guys. Fun bloody stuff there, hey? Right way, wrong way. Right way, right way, wrong way. Right way, right way. Help me, Samson's. Help me, Samson's. How are you, Zanine Boy? How are you, Zanine Boy? I want to make a really good toasted sandwich. I want to make a really good toasted sandwich. Right way, right way. That's not how you make a really good toasted sandwich. Sam Simmons. Help me, Sam Simmons. I'm confused about life. So much anger, racism, sexism. I know what you mean. You see, life is like a slice of bread. Brown bread, white bread. It shouldn't really matter. Can't we all just aspire to be a slice of multigrain? I know I want to be a slice of multigrain. Multigrain. A slice of life. Sam Simmons. I'm just going to go straight into this. I was cast many years ago uh, alongside Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter. Um, he was in Australia. He was filming an indie feature for SAFC called December Boys. Um, he was trying to break the shackles of, I guess, being a, uh, a childhood uh, Hollywood star and, you know, doing an indie feature, getting his shirt off. You know, I'm a sexy young man kind of thing. Anyway, we both got cast together in a chemist warehouse commercial because he was on a cash grab because you never know when your star is going to fall, as I've discovered. And um, so he was he was well aware of that even then as a young man, which I wish, uh, I, wish I was. But anyway, we were cast together in this um, chemist warehouse commercial. Um, I'm going to give you the details of that um, before I talk about Daniel, who is a bit, a bit iffy. Um, anyway. So the Chemist Warehouse commercial was being filmed in the Northern Territory. They were going for an Egyptian-themed uh, Chemist Warehouse commercial. And the thrust of the campaign was, um, you can't get prices any lower than a Mesopotamium. Which turned out to be very racist, because um, the Mesopotamians were the slaves that built the pyramids. and um, So the, the ad was cancelled before it went out, so you can't find it anywhere. So if you wanted to Google my name and Daniel Radcliffe, you'll find nothing at all. Um, Anyway, so I met with Daniel and immediately when he saw me, he, was, he freaked out. He was just staring at me and I couldn't work out why. And he'd never seen a real bald person before, um, if you don't know I'm bald. And he'd never seen a bald man. And he's just staring at the top of my head. He'd been sheltered his entire life from um, anybody unattractive. Even uh, in the Harry Potter films, like people like Hagrid and stuff like that, um, they get better looking body doubles to come in and act against them just to not freak him out. Um, also, you, I know a lot of you would be screaming, Voldemort, Voldemort, he's bald. Um, but it's like, yeah, but he's wearing a bald, um, a bald wig. You know, it's a bald wig, isn't it? Bald hat. A bald hat. No, bald cap. Like a swim cap. Wearing a bald cap. Then he take it off, luxurious um, mahogany locks underneath. And you're like, oh, look at you. It's the actor Ray Fine. You're not creepy. You're not Voldemort. You're acting. Um, anyway, so uh, Daniel Radcliffe, uh, yeah, was in shock looking at the top of my head just the entire time. I was like, is there anything you need to say, Daniel? He's like, hey, man, what's wrong with your head? I was like, 
it's male pattern baldness. And he's like, does it hurt? And I was like, no. Anyway, um, interesting guy. So uh, he's a bit of a short fella, so I don't know whether there was uh, an issue there, but he also had to be the funniest guy on set, which is virtually impossible when I'm around. <laughs> anyway, um, he turned into a bit of a bully and he started playing practical jokes on me to make me look stupid in front of the crew. And uh, he did this one nasty thing one day. It was, a, it was a Friday afternoon. We had to clean out the staff fridge before the weekend. So all lunch boxes have to go home with you. And what he did, he found a, uh, a dead fruit bat. If you don't know what a dead fruit bat is, it's a, a fruit bat's a flying fox, um, which is kind of like a chihuahua, like a chihuahua with wings that eats mangoes. Anyway, he found a dead one of those, put it in a, um, in a lunch box in the staff fridge and wrote my name on it in texter. Uh, in a marker. And uh, anyway, so Danielle, on a Friday afternoon, cleans out the staff fridge. She's like, all right, everybody, get your lunch boxes. Sam, your lunch box is here. And she's just gone to open. She's like, oh my God, Sam eats dead fruit bats. I'm like, no, I don't. Oh my God. And I look over in the corner, there's Daniel Radcliffe having a giggle. I'm like, you little fucker. Anyway, the next one he did to me, he because he's really good at accents, he borrowed one of the crew's, one of the crew's phones. And then he rang me on my phone. I didn't know the number, so I answered it. And he sounded like a, a man with a ransom for a baby. He goes, I've hidden a baby at Officeworks. You don't know where and you don't know when. You've got 10 minutes. And I freaked out thinking, oh my God, there's a random baby hidden in an Officeworks. Um, so I raced in, you know, we're in the outback in nor uh, Northern Australia. So I raced off to the nearest Officeworks to search for a baby that wasn't there. I get back to set and there's Daniel giggling again. Uh, anyway, so then the uh, the director goes, look, you've got to be uh, nicer to Sam. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's having a rough time with you at the moment. And Daniel's like, okay, I'll buy him a massage voucher. So what he did, he got a, he got a massage voucher but, it was, voucher, but it was printed up and it wasn't like to a real massage house. So I followed the map to the massage house for the massage voucher and I walked in, it was just a little tiny, little, little blackened out room. And in the middle of the room was just a little post-it note with a little picture of a stick man giving me the finger saying, love Daniel. It's like, you fucking asshole. Ooh, it's nearly a car crash out there. But this is where it took a really nasty turn. Now, you know, he's a he's a man of power. And it was a really hot, um, a hot afternoon. I was just wearing a little singlet. Um, you know, which is, you know, I feel vulnerable with my body, just like everyone else. And, um, and my nape was exposed, which is a very erogenous zone. So I'm just wearing a singlet, uh, the tank top, if you will, my hot, exposed nape. And Daniel, this man of power, had uh, ordered in six fertilized quail eggs. Now, this is really important. They were fertilized. And I noticed him walking around on set, and he was kind of like cradling something in his hand all around set for most of the day, and I didn't know what he was doing. Lo and behold, what he'd done, he got some Loctite gel grip, um, like a Yoohoo glue, and he'd um, dribbled some on the back of my neck whilst I was sitting down eating a sandwich. And um, I didn't feel it, because I thought it was just a little bit of sweat that was dripping down because it was quite hot. But it's, it's gel, it's not running like normal super glue, it's gel in it, it's just sat there. And then what he did, what he did, he's holding the fertilized quail egg in his hand to keep it at body temperature so it would hatch, okay? And he stuck it on the back of your bloody neck, okay? I had no idea. And it's Loctite, so it's there straight away. I'm walking around on set for the rest of the day and everyone's like, what's going on there, egg neck? And I'm like, what do you mean, egg neck? Everyone's calling me egg neck, thinking it was funny. I had no idea what they were talking about. Then I felt it, I felt this scratching at the back of my neck. It was about to hatch. The, the quail egg was about to hatch. And I was like, oh my God, what is, oh my God, what is, and I was like, oh my God, it's a quail. It's a baby quail. Cheep, cheep, cheep. I'm looking at it, it's looking at me. And then over in the corner, there's Daniel Radcliffe and he's like, fucking check him out, it's a quail, mum. Fucking Sam's a quail, mum. Fuck you, quail, mum. I'm like, I'm not a quail, mum. Thing is, I was, because we'd imprinted. I'd looked at the quail, it looked at me. I'd look back at it. 
I was a quail mum. Alright my poo pucker panules, it's time for a little bit of shitty trivia. Shitty trivia. Shitty trivia. Okay, as per usual, so um, I, I, I'm just printing these out from back in the day, so I don't know, they might be offensive, they might not be offensive, we're just going to get in there. Okay, question number 52, what was the platypus originally first called? Was it A, beaver ducks, B, upside down aqua bears, or C, luxury cats? That's right, it's luxury cats. Uh, question number five, name something made of wool. Name something made of wool. No, it's sheep. Sheep are made of wool. Uh, question number four. Where do birds come from? Where do birds come from? Trees. Uh, question number five. True or false? Did I see an elderly couple chroming at the opera on the weekend? Gee, that's something you haven't down here about anymore. Remember that? So this would have been 2009, I imagine. 2010? Chroming was a thing. Maybe chroming still is a thing. It's where you huff a paint bag. Don't do that, by the way. Do not do that. Question number 55. Uh, why is it they only let old people fight in the Second World War? Hey, it's funny. I think I've done that one already, have I? It's a very funny one, though, because it means, like, uh, when you look at old people now that's fought in the Second which they'd all be gone by now. Jeez, anyway, it doesn't matter. Question number six. In the 1964 film that bears her name, what is the occupation of Mary Poppins? No, I've got here IT. That's not even funny. Okay, question number nine. What is the capital of Sweden? No, it's Switzerland. What the fuck was going on here? Okay, question number four. What's the problem? It's Christmas morning and little Philip has just received a brand new BMX. It's a rad one too. It has stunt pegs, gel grip handlebars and a matching helmet. What's the problem? No, the problem's Philip's an asshole. There you go. Um, well, that was, a, that was an interesting episode. Um, I don't think I want to do them late in the afternoon. It's early evening now. Sheesh. Um, so, um, we'll get onto it next week. Do send me some emails. If you want to get on Patreon, get on Patreon! Um, a lovely lady pointed out to me that, like, you know, I think that the lowest you can nominate is three bucks, which is not even a coffee. So, you know, if you're enjoying this and you're like, you'd like to shout me a coffee, um, it'd be much appreciated. If you want to head to my Patreon, it's, uh, via my... I think it's it's linked right at the top of my Instagram and my Facebook. Um, I'd really appreciate it. And I've got some cool merch coming out soon. I've got some awesome um, Cindy Sin designed. Uh, it's the logo from Nisha's Quiche to fill your Christmas stocking. Um, that should be, I hope, next week. Come on, Cindy. Fucking get your ass into your gear, mate. Send me the gifts. Um, all right. Well, hey, I hope you have a wonderful week. And before I go... Um, I've been ending every episode with uh, a little mantra about how to cheer yourself up. So this is my mantra for this week. Oh, and coincidentally, after I made this little tiny mantra, um, on my laptop, a bit of Franz Liszt started playing. So um, I'm going to let that keep playing through as well. Um, he's long dead, so I'm sure I'm not going to get in any trouble with um, any uh, authorities on new and modern music. You know, who were those people? Spotify. Fuck you. All right, here we go. Bye. Why not, in private, try to clasp a very important business document, like your group certificate or tax declaration, between your clenched buttocks cheeks? Then try to walk the length of your home and back without getting caught. Mm-hmm.